0: What's going on, guys? It's Chauncey here, and welcome back to a pragmatic podcast. Uh, This episode was kind of the uh, super slam smackdown of our show. Um, it was me, Kai, Holden, and Jackson all together debating uh, whether or not um, capitalism had a place in, in our society. And it was a lot of fun, really fun episode. We it was, a lot of hard work in it went into it, and it was really fun to record. We also had a guest moderator, Muhammad, who uh, uh, really did a great job, and we're really proud of having Muhammad on the show. Uh, but yeah, we really enjoyed recording it. We really hope that uh, you can listen through the entire thing. I know a lot of you guys have. Uh, busy schedules, and we understand that, but uh, either way, um, please enjoy. Thank you. What's going on, everyone? It's Chauncey here, and welcome back to a pragmatic podcast. Today, we have a big day. It is capitalism versus anti-capitalism. Today, for the anti-capitalist side, we're going to have Kai making his comeback return, and Jackson. Say hi to the crew, you guys. Hello, hello. Hello. Alright, and then arguing for capitalism, Holden as usual, and me. What's up, guys? Alrighty, which means, uh, because I'm arguing for capitalism, we're going to have a guest moderator today. Everyone say what's up to Muhammad. Hey, hey, it's your favorite Jurassic Park fan, Muhammad. Some of you call me Mo, has a gun. Alright, that was, that was one of the more vibrant intros that we've had so far um, So, Whoa. Muhammad I'm, I'm, I'll give the reins to you Take it away
1: Yeah, so basically
0: uh, I'm going to be directing both
1: groups uh, The anti-capitalists which are Kai and Jackson and then we're going to go to the capitalists, which are uh, Chauncey and Holden and then we're going to go back to the anti-capitalists and so on
0: all right, you guys ready? I believe All so. right, which anti-capitalist wants to go first? Uh, I can, I can go.
2: Excuse me, a Alrighty, Kai has Take volunteered
0: away, Kai. as tribute. Here we go.
2: Capitalism has caused. Um, oh shoot! Wait, sorry. I need to restart. Okay. Um, when I think capitalism. I think about all the people who have died because of people's greed for money. We look at sulfur miners, we look at underpaid workers, we look at sweatshops, and we look at uh, the cost of medicine in America. All these things have caused millions to die, and we, we can't let that happen. Capitalism directly leads to those, to leads to that. CEOs ignore the safety of their workers, and and. Medicine is charged exorbitant prices and putting all these people at risk. So the capitalism, the capitalist um, system that we have now is unsafe for America. Uh, yes, that was very
1: well stated. Now, who would like to kick the reins for the capitalists? In my opinion, the issue of capitalism versus
3: socialism is a no-brainer. Capitalism, obviously, is the only way. America is and always will be known as the land of opportunity. People from all walks of life come to our great nation to build something for themselves. And they do. Without a free market, this would not be possible. Socialism and the other alternatives to capitalism fail to create an environment in which innovation is possible. This, in turn, both bankrupts the economy and creates a permanent underclass. Socialism basically means that the government regulates the economy under the guise of social equality. This, in fact, does not create equality of any kind. It does the opposite. When the government overregulates the economy, innovation does not happen. This is the case because there is no incentive for innovation if the government takes your goods and distributes them among the people. Corporations do not compete for the best of the market because there is no market. This bankrupts and destroys the economy because there is little to no economic growth or stimulation due to the fact that the government controls everything. This, in turn, creates a permanent underclass of poor people while the government elite get rich off their power. If the government is in charge of the redistribution of goods and wealth, there is no incentive for them to give the poor the best. There is, however, incentive for them to give themselves the best. This leads to the government being very rich, and the people very poor. This outcome is not only sad, but very scary. I also find it extremely troubling that most of our so-called Socialist leaders have been able to achieve varying levels of success without handouts from the government. Elizabeth Warren, for example, is the daughter of a janitor. She pulled herself up the economic ladder and is a senator and law professor at Harvard, one of the most prestigious universities in the world. Bernie Sanders is the face of the socialist movement, and he himself is a millionaire with three houses. His dad was a paint salesman. My final example is Congresswoman Ocasio Cortez. Her family came from nothing. Her parents worked as hard as they could, and this hard work paid off. They were able to move out of the Bronx and into the suburbs. This is the American dream. As well as this, she's now a Congresswoman, which, in my opinion, is one of the highest honors you can achieve as an American. My point is this. Um, The people who claim to be socialists in favor of government handouts have worked hard for everything they have. Coming from nothing and being able to pull yourself up by your bootstrap is something uniquely capitalist. And it is something that even the people who
1: masquerade as socialists in our government understand. Woo! He's out it for capitalism and Mario's for peach. Jackson, what do you got to say to that? So,
4: hold on, just in response to that, I think you're going on a tangent of socialism. I'm here to argue about capitalism. Capitalism has uh, perpetuated slavery, colonialism, class inequality, and especially environmental catastrophe. Uh, capitalism requires just exponential growth in the economy, and clearly we can see that that's not going to happen. It's happened before in the recession in 2008, and we can see the, the results of that. And we, we can just see how capitalism has allowed these people to, to, to fail. The government has not been able to help these people, and we can see now in the 2020, in 2020 with the coronavirus, we can see how the capitalist system of healthcare, where people need to pay massive amounts of money, it's just not working, and uh, yeah, and and Holden, you're saying uh, we need to, uh, America needs to be a land where people can prosper and uh, grow businesses but that's, that, that's not what capitalism is doing. Capitalism has given big tax cuts to huge corporations while they've screwed over small businesses
0: and the businesses that actually help the people. Now, Kaya Jackson, in your last response, you you said that you weren't really associating yourselves with communism or, or socialism. Yet, uh, you are against capitalism. So I think in order to to actually examine your entire point, in order to actually examine what you want out of this, you need to examine the alternatives that would be present if you did decide to end the capitalist society as we see it now. Um, And so, ladies and gentlemen, I challenge you to find one communist or socialist society today or yesterday that has proven itself worthy of being in the world order. I think you will find that the results are few in number. For communism itself, in my opinion, is an inherently unequal system. Marx and Lenin attribute all of the world's problems to the bourgeoisie. Yet it is in their system that the entire government is led by one solitary group with no checks on power. Make no mistake. The only equality provided by communism and the systems like it is equality in poverty, the right to toil and work for the system, all to receive what is necessary for survival. Equality is supposed to be beneficial to all. Yet all I see when I gaze upon past communist societies is poverty and fear. My anti-capitalist colleagues may suggest that our system is flawed. But I ask you, my fellow countrymen, how does it compare to such a system where upward mobility is a word forbidden to be uttered by any mouth? Yes, our system is not perfect. But upward mobility still exists. The ability of any American to have a chance at getting what they deserve for their hard work. Make no mistake. If you support communism, you will find yourself stuck in a routine with no purpose. The individual is and always must be paramount. Not to say that equality is not important, but the difference is that the fight for equality is within our system. We can have relative equality without a change in our inalienable rights. And if you truly want to follow my colleagues into the void of so-called equality, I will not stop you. For in this free capitalist society, my right to condemn your criticisms is and always will be less important than your right to do so. In the words of Winston Churchill, socialism is like a dream. Sooner or later, you will wake up to reality. Kai and Jackson are simply still asleep. Thank you.
1: Well, you guys definitely know what you're talking about, but I gotta say, all this talk about capitalism is making me kind of hungry. So why don't all you folks at home go grab a coffee, and we'll be right back.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to the Pragmatic Podcast, everyone. It's Chauncey here, and once again, I'm going to pass it on to Muhammad. All
1: right, you guys and gals at home. This is where the fun part begins. When these four hooligans start shooting each other up with some crossfire questions, starting with Jackson, take it away.
4: All right, so my first question is, how can you defend capitalism when it has been proven that it destroys the environment? A quote that I saw in in a book I read was, our arguments must translate into profits, earnings, productivity, and economic incentives for industry. That was a quote from the former National Wildlife Federation president, Jay Hare, in 1987. You can see that capitalism has corrupted these companies that have been supposedly good for the good for the world, and capitalism had, has made them into companies that search for profits
0: and power and money. Holden, can I take this one? Yeah. So it's super ironic that you say that, considering the fact that the largest polluter in the world is a communist country. Yes, the Chinese communist government is the largest polluter in the world. How can we ask a question like that and blame the entire, yes, the entire climate change uh, crisis as Jackson just did on communist countries when the largest polluter in the world currently, I mean, on capitalist countries when the largest polluter in the world currently is a communist country? Makes no sense. Thank you guys.
4: Can I respond to
0: that? Uh okay. yeah, you can respond to that. Go ahead.
4: So China is also one of the biggest manufacturers in the world and has, I'm pretty sure, the largest population in the entire world. So it makes sense that they're one of the biggest producers in the world. And you're forgetting to and you and you're failing to mention the fact that so many countries in the world, including the United States, outsource tons of labor to China. And it, it, it's another example of how capitalism is terrible. Capitalism allows companies in, in the United States to outsource labor to China, actually hurting the United States economy, and, uh, and uh, takes advantage of, uh, of companies not paying their workers uh, fair pay. They can just outsource this work to China where uh, laws about pay are less, uh, less restrictive and can just take advantage of cheap labor. Kai, your response? And uh, just to add to Jackson's
2: point, um, uh, the average person in America produces about 15 uh, metric tons of CO2 emissions every year compared to China, which uh, only produces about 7.18 metric tons of carbon uh, emissions per year, which hooks into the population of China compared
0: to the population
2: of America. And America is a very close second place when it comes to carbon emissions.
0: Now, I got to once again disagree with you guys because it, I, I I can see why you would connect uh, global climate change to capitalism, but it really is just a kind of a flawed point uh, because Germany is actually one of the uh, leaders in climate change response, and that's a capitalist country. So is the EU, which is a group of capitalist countries. So I don't see how you, you can really say that. You you can connect that to any other kind of capitalism besides American capitalism, which is very different from capitalism around the world. Uh, and sure. yeah, I'd like to quickly quickly add on to Chomsky's point: mm-hmm.
3: capitalism and um, green initiatives can completely completely coexist together. Okay, the problem um, with with basically what we want to do is we want to create green initiatives, however that are jobs proposals and that will stimulate the economy. We don't want to have uh, stuff that harms the economy. So basically, what this means is like, um, you know, right now we have very strong, robust economies and or um, robust industries that do pollute, and that is a problem, and that needs to be solved. But we, the solution to that is not just locking down the economy and saying, look, we're gonna, you know, enforce this with an iron fist um, under like a socialist rule. Uh, no, the answer is to create new jobs in other green energy sectors, and that's still capitalism. It's just, it's just capitalism that is, you know, that exists in a in a green energy sector, and that's not that's not socialism per se. That's
0: that's capitalism. And just to add on to Holden's point once again, uh, I think that the fact that the U.S. is really one of the largest greenhouse gas em- emitters doesn't come from the fact that it's a capitalist country, but it comes from the fact that it hasn't really done the best job with. Global climate change. I think we're all Americans. We can all admit that. Uh, and to add on to that point as well, um, population change is actually a big deal in uh, climate change. That's probably the reason why China is one of the largest emitters. Uh, there's uh, There are four different stages of population growth. Uh, and I, a lot of developing countries, including China, which is still technically a developing country, but isn't classified by a lot of... Uh, by the world order as a developing country anymore. Um, Have to go through four stages of growth uh, in which the first stage, there aren't many uh, uh, births or that come out of deaths because there are too many deaths. Second stage, medical care gets better, uh, which results in a population boom. Third stage, uh, a lot of parents realize that they don't quite need to have as many children, so they don't. And fourth stage, the population starts to stabilize or finally decline uh, because parents have finally realized they don't need to have the number of children that they had to before. Uh, that is something that I would connect more to climate change. I think that that point that capitalism is connected to climate change is it's pretty flawed. I've got to say, like it, it's a it's a it's, it's hanging right there on thin ice. So. Uh, I applaud you guys for trying, but overall, quite a big failure.
1: All right, that was a very intense conversation, but we'll be moving on to Holden with another question. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Mohammed, for that intro. Um,
3: So, before I ask the question, we need to understand what the alternatives to capitalism are, and those are socialism and communism, right? And basically, what both of those uh, economic uh, platforms are, are increased government, right? Um, okay, now I'm going to get into the question. So, as I assume both of you know, the COVID-19 vaccine roll has been a complete and utter disaster. 20 million people were supposed to be vaccinated by the end of 2020. It's now just over tw- two weeks into 2021, and only 3.7% of Americans, uh, which is about 12 million, million people, uh, have re- received at least one dose. The government has failed to stop the spread of this deadly virus and now they have failed to properly vaccinate us against it. How could either of you look at this uh, statistic and then turn around and tell yourself, or
1: anyone else, that it not matter, that in fact we need to increase the scope of government and that a bigger government
3: will actually help the people more? How could that possibly be true when they can't even properly protect us against this deadly virus that has ravaged our economy and killed people?
2: I got this. I got this one. Okay. So, uh, so while uh, It is a good point that the government failed to get vaccines to a lot of people. Let's look at a country that uh, does not have capitalism, China. And while I'm not uh, arguing for uh, communism, uh, they were able to stop the virus without a vaccine because of the the government control that they had. U.S. uh, failed to stop the virus because there kept on being voices, capitalist voices, uh, may I add, that kept on saying we mustn't shut down the economy. That is a big reason of why our uh, the why the virus spreads so much in America because we a lot of uh, Americans were not willing to uh, take a hit from the economy so that they could prevent this virus from getting to uh, more people. It was it was money over lives, and it wasn't necessarily the government's inaction, but it was also the uh, companies' influence, like you know companies and and businesses' influence on. How America is going to work—that uh, caused the virus to caused Americans to believe that they couldn't shut down the economy and, and let this virus spread so bad. All right. Well, okay. You raised some interesting points.
3: Um, first of all, uh, you talked about China and how they were able to curb the virus. First of all, I would like to point out to you that China is a dictatorship um, with extreme—they uh, have a, basically the government uh, has complete control over the media so first of all do we even really know if I mean, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy who's gonna be beout uh, off some crazy conspiracy theories but do we know for a fact for a definitive fact that China has curbed the virus or is it just them telling us and we're taking taking their word at, at face value um, and then also I think it's a trade-off right do you want to get this virus under control and maybe sacrifice your you know your your freedom for it like you know because China is a uh, it's a dictatorship, so basically, of course, they're able to curb the virus because uh, the government has complete and utter control over their people, and that's not something that we ever, ever want to strive for. No matter, no matter what the situation is, we never want our government to have complete and utter control over its people. Uh, and then you talked about uh, how big business uh, lobby government to um, basically try to keep keep us open. Um, you know, big businesses aren't really aren't really hurt at all by this, uh, pandemic Amazon. Um, or I think I saw a statistic the other day that said Jeff Bezos, um, like double, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but Jeff Bezos like doubled as well during the pandemic or something like that. He is the CEO of Amazon, of course. Um, so people who are really hurt by lockdowns that kind of thing are, you know, small business owners. Uh, so I think that, um, uh, you know, to say that, uh, it's people's lives over, over, over money. It's not really true because, um, a lot of, you know, small businesses, uh, are, you know, or all of small businesses in fact are, you know, run by, by local people. And, um, you know, when their business is shut down, they don't have a source of income because that business was their source of income. So, you know, it's either dying by the virus or dying because, um, because they don't have don't have a job and they can't afford to buy food or you know pay for a house or pay for an apartment or that kind of thing,
2: and that's a trade off we never want to see. Which the fact that um, small businesses can not take a hit like that and your average person who relies on paycheck to paycheck, they, the reason that they can't handle a hit from the virus is because of a broken capitalist system itself. We we don't provide enough financial aid and enough. Uh, support to small businesses and your average working people to uh, succeed while meanwhile as you said you said yourself Jeff Bezos keeps getting richer you know people at the very top of this broken capitalist system will make money off any like any situation meanwhile the common person still is having it can't support themselves
4: so okay j- just add on really quickly to what Kai said well then you you really talk about the government, like uh, you say, you don't want the government to control you, but big companies already do control you. They, it will take advantage of you until
0: until capitalism is dismantled, no matter what. So I'm not going to speak about Jackson's point because I honestly totally agree with it. But uh, I'm going to speak more about Kai's point because honestly, I think you made some some really good points, Kai. Uh, I, but I think the the reality is. Uh, Even though I don't really agree with this, the reason that small businesses have the ability to fail and the reason that we don't give enough support to small businesses is because of our lower taxes in a lot of parts of the country. And in my mind, I think in a lot of other people's minds, they see that as a bad thing. But I see that as a reflection of free speech. I see that as a reflection of our ability to decide how we're being taxed. I'm a fan of of really high taxes. Trust me. I, I love federal power. But when I see a vast difference in the way that people are being taxed around the country, to me that reflects freedom of speech, that reflects the difference of ideas around the country, that reflects democracy. And I think to say that that small business dying, like the, the reality of our small businesses dying is a a bad effect of communism. I mean, sorry, capitalism isn't really... A fair point because it's something that could easily be fixed by that. Uh, it, it could be re- easily be fixed if the majority of people in the country are willing to fix it. And the reality is we are a country that values free speech. We're a country that values the right to vote. And I think that in order to actually make that point, you're not going to be able to uh, uh, force it on people as you would in a communist or socialist society, but you're actually going to have to work for it. You're going to have to convince people. That's the beauty of a democracy, and that's why I think that our society does a very good job at it. Thank you.
3: All right, well said. Okay, I'm going to respond to what Jackson said, and then I'm going to uh, you know, let some other people ask questions
0: because so far- This will be our last point, guys. Holden's going to have the last word, last point. Oh, okay. So uh, Jackson said that um,
3: even though we may have limited government here, uh, the amount of control, uh, basically, uh, is made up for by big businesses, um, who are like, you know, uh, in his words, of uh, the authoritarian government, but, um, of the economy. Um, so that's not entirely true. Basically, uh, how the free market works is that a business only flourishes if you pay, if you, if you buy its product, right? So, you feel that a business like Amazon, for example, has too much power, um, or another big business has too much power. You don't have to buy their product, so then they have no power over you, and that's the beauty of the, uh, of, the of the the wild free market. Um, you know, if you don't like a company, you don't have to buy their product, and then they don't have any control over you. Whereas if you're in an authoritarian government, you don't have you can't opt out. The government has control over you, whether you like it or not.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I think that was that was a great way to finish it uh and uh yeah muhammad uh take it away wrap it up
1: all right everybody that's a wrap uh so tell us what you thought about everyone's argument and we will see you in the next one
0: thank you guys for coming out this has been the pragmatic podcast please have a good evening afternoon or morning no matter where you are good bye